All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Jeremy Roenick, and you're watching Nasty Knuckles. You gotta love it. listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast, with your host, Terry Nasty Sotomayor, and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Regarelia? Ready for the holidays? I'm, I think so. Look like it. Ha- I got my hat on. It's actually Elvis. My lights weren't working. I tried to hang up my Christmas lights, so I wore my Christmas light socks. I like it. Um, you got your elf shoes, I see. Yeah, they're pretty much elf shoes. These are my Eagle shoes. I usually mm. wear these if I go to the Eagles game. But okay. I haven't gone this year. No? Just a telly. Just a little telsy. Tailgate. Um, well... To everyone's surprise, you actually showed up for a men's league game without equipment. <laughs> so once again, I yeah. saved the day with you, and you donned some uh, Rebels gear. Yeah. Actually fit you properly. I think your pants you wear are too big now because you lost so much damn weight since you played. Yeah. I think you need to go to a Meadsy. Probably. Because that's what you were wearing. Yeah. So I'll get you a pair. I'll get you a pair. Felt right. And- but it, just so everyone knows, this is how high maintenance an NHL player former player in your case but playing men's league i have to bring an oven to bake this guy's skates i'm not playing unless i get new skates and they're baked and ready to roll <laughs> no i actually did bring the oven to do you your did, skates yeah, finally because i gave your other pair away yeah, which we talked about my before. other pairs yeah um 
Got the new ones you in. You got the new ones. You were buzzing. You fell. I thought you broke every bone in your body the way you oh got up. Gosh. I've never seen, like, Riles gets hit, boys. By our own guy. By our own guy. <laughs> he gets hit by our own guy. He goes down. Joey. And I see him skating back, like, not hard. Like, not even hustling at all, which you always do. So I knew something. I'm, like, thinking, oh, man, is it his shoulder? Is it his back? What is it? Comes into the zone. Puck goes from the bottom up to the top to the D. This guy takes a clapper. Riles just skates right to him. Doesn't even fl- – you didn't even react. I said it wasn't a bitch. Like, I would have been jumping five feet out of the way. I think you were so mad you were hurt. You just were like, hit me. Yeah. I don't care. At this point, it was kind of it was kind of funny. But <laughs> you rebounded, two goals, two assists, a normal day for you in men's league. You played pretty good, buddy. You look good in the wheels. Thank you. Yeah, well, felt it could have been the sharpening. Probably more the of that. The sharpening felt great. Than the wheels anything. felt great, yeah. Um of course, though, fellas, I will say, as a you know, one of my best buddies, former former enforcer in the National Hockey League, I get absolutely murdered from behind, right into the boards, right in the numbies. <laughs> Bro, I thought I broke my wrist. My back's hurting the next day. Coming off a con- concussion, so I can't even speak because I I'm still <laughs> suffering from that conky. Yeah, from a guy that had slew footed me three weeks ago and gave me a conky. I don't think he meant to. I don't want to say he meant to. Why didn't you do anything um, about it? Why didn't you? I was, I was down on the ice. He was in the penalty box after that. <laughs> we didn't score on the power. Not. I don't think. Actually, maybe we did score. But, hey, Nas, um, I got to say, though, you know, made the return, got the gear ready, the blades ready. No jersey. No jersey. You had to wear Blackie's jersey. Blackie's I hated jersey. to do that to you. Sorry, Blackie. You're my boy. I had to get put the 32, 32 at least. Blackie. You still had 32, Blackie, right. but I think that might be why you fell. Probably. That was a hard fall. You know, it was. It, it was, was the back. It was the shoulder. It was the thigh. You didn't was, look well. I did not feel well. I thought I was going to have to pack her up. Lower back. Yeah, the old back. I remember when you gave out that uh, out again. false information before checking for charity about your back. Oh, my God. That was those... reactivated for yeah, sure. Yeah, you were reacted, reactivated. Um, in all seriousness, fun time. It was a good time. Glad you could show up. Now we got the playoffs. But yep. we don't start for two more weeks because no, of the holidays. But Body's going to tighten um, up. Well, yeah, yeah, for over sure. Over the holidays. Um, but on the real hockey, the Flyers, still still rolling. They're man. buzzing. Uh, 3-0 and since last week, since we were together. Um Shootout win against the Caps. Bobby Brink. Brinksy poo. Yeah. Uh, goalie tried to double poke check him, basically, and yeah. he just showed some serious patience. Yeah, went around patience. him and literally laid it into the net. Um, I do want to mention TJ Oshie's sick goal in the, in the uh, shootout. He's so good at that, but mm-hmm. we've, we've known that forever. Um, but a big win, man. Um, then they go against Detroit. Detroit comes to town. Um our boy Ghost, yeah, play had a really good game. He had a couple chances there in the end too, when they were they had pulled the goalie and tried to uh, tried to uh, tie the game up. Um, our our good buddy Alex Line was in that. He got hurt. Hopefully he's okay. I'm not sure exactly what was going on there, yeah. but uh, anyway, the Flyers won one nothing. Uh, and they go to Jersey and uh, come up with a big OT win. Yeah, strong um, effort there. Uh, paling two Gs. The play with uh, him oh, and Beezer. I mean, even TK's play to him was was great. But I love giving goes from yeah. bas- you know from my days in basketball and soccer and and even hockey. I love giving goes. Johnny oh, yeah. Stevens used to say, "Nasty, what do we got to do?" And I'd be like, "Give and goes, give baby, and go. G and Gs." And that was a kind of a you know a wider give and go too, it right? Was, it wasn't it you was. know generally it was give and goes in shorter a, space, yeah, smaller it was a spaces. Seam there. Yeah, and, nice uh, play. He didn't make any mistake putting that puck in the net. No. Boy, I'll tell you what, but. Uh, 
Then one of my favorite calls I've ever heard JJ say in the OT when your boy Little Jizzy, I mean, that's a that's a turnover. You really don't want to have <laughs> in, any league, in, any league. <laughs> in any league. Um, turns it uh, right over to Owen Tippett, and uh, as JJ said, OT in OT. Owen Tippett with overtime goal. Yeah, and, uh, big effort. Yeah, man. just um, they're buzzing. We've been saying it for a few weeks, but uh, it's fun to watch, man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, they they got something. Uh, I say I say special there. They got the you know the ingredient that you're looking for when you're building a team, right? I mean, yeah, they, they got 100%. the balls, they got the chemistry going, you know, it's, uh, I think. Well, Tort said they got balls. Yeah, they got balls, and, yeah. But they do, though. They, they really do, do, yeah. They no, they're finding balls. ways to win games, yep. and they're they're resilient. And, you know, as a fan, that's exactly what you, you, you're looking for. And so all you really care about is just have a little fight and, and dig in, right? And they're, and, they, and they're going above and beyond that. I they mean, are. They're, they are definitely um, – I think they're making people believers right now. And, yeah, and, and exactly. I know there's a lot of season left. And the last thing we want to do is jinx anything because we have done that before. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously it wasn't our fault. But, um, man, are they playing well. And they're playing hard. And they're hard to play against. We've talked about it week after week now. And it's start. you're starting to really kind of believe that they're going to do this you know mm-hmm. like all you know all year and put themselves in a spot they keep winning like this you know you're you're gaining points obviously you want to get as many as you can but um they're right up top yeah i mean it's it's and they're fun to watch they are yeah. they really are fun to watch yeah. so. and the consistency's there you know like they're they're not you know winning one or two and then dropping one or two right. like the consistency's there the efforts there i think you know early on in the season the argument would have been like, can they sustain this? Well, we said this. Yeah, I mean, right? it, I mean, you think that. But think now that. it's like when when things are going well and you're having fun, and we, I think we talked about this too, and you know it as a player, and even me as an equipment guy, when you're around a team that's on a roll, man, you're getting bounces, but you're you're kind of making your bounces right. because you're, they're playing so damn hard. Yeah. Um, and they deserve the bounces. When you're mm-hmm. playing like that, uh, it's just fun to watch, and it's good to see, and the guys are happy. It's fun watching them after games, you know. Yeah, in the, the locker rooms, yeah. I those know. are some of the best times you have as, as a player and a staff member or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it's fun to watch. Keep it going, boys. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. Look, yeah, to your point there, like, it seems like the default is is the way they're playing. You know, they don't right. have to, like, go out of their comfort zone to play hard and dig in. It's not like, you know, yeah. you can turn it on for a game and – and turn it on for two games, and then it's kind of back to the default. The default is that, right. you know. So to me, it's it's you know an accumulation of you know the 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 guys in the locker room, the the energy they're bringing, the fun they're having, as you mentioned, you know, but after the game in the locker room, it's yeah. it's very visible. Yeah, very. I mean, it's uh, so that translates. That's the, that is the formula. That is you know the special ingredient that good teams have. So. Amazing foundation to build off, obviously, this year going into next year, next yeah, year, 100%. next year, you know. And um, I think they got something to ride. Yeah, they do. Sure. And and also don't want to not mention both goalies. Yeah, Luke right. Carter's sick. Hope we get better, buddy. Yeah, um, no I know he's not feeling well right now, but uh, seemed to be at the bottom of whatever it is. Uh, but Urson, man, like, yeah. he's, I think he's four in a row baller he's played. He's stepping in Three, there. Three, four in a row. Man, he's playing well. Yeah. Carter's playing unbelievable. Uh, keep it going. Yeah. That's all we can say. Just keep going, boys. A uh, big test uh, tonight against Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully get another win here. No doubt. Um, our good buddy, Nolan Patrick, Winnipeg native, uh, second overall pick uh, for the Flyers. We apologize. Everyone announced that he had announced his retirement. 
Baller actually learned it from Elvis and uh, the Ritzy and Elvis podcast, <laughs> uh, one of their posts. I don't know how in the hell those two had that up, but uh, shout out to Ritzy and Elvie. Yeah. Uh, giving us false information, <laughs> which Fake everyone seems to. Yeah, breaking news. Uh, Elvie's telling me in the morning, I'm like, buddy, I think you saw something. No, we posted it. Oh, okay. Well, it must be true. Dickie Dunn wrote it. Quickie, must be true. Yeah, right. Slap shot. <laughs> Quickest retirement of all time. Yeah, right. Uh, and then he's out not. and back in. But uh, the, the, I believe the reason was Baller um, was looking into it, and uh, he he's recently joined uh, it's a company called the Power Play, and he's their video and skills coach. And I think on there it says he's retired, so I think that's where everyone um, got it. And then Elliot Friedman obviously was texting back and forth with him, and he said he hasn't. Uh, officially retired yet so you know you, you think that there would be like a you know a larger statement that you'd want to hang your hat on before you're releasing something like that it was all over espn it was new, everywhere new york post and it was everywhere i mean for it to come out on a you know little you know small blurb statement on a website seems odd yeah. that it would blow up into something like that but um i guess you know people are always looking for information and yeah but you know, I, I wish was, him wish him the best. I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'm glad I'm glad he's not retired. I mean, he's 25 years old. Yeah, I mean, hopefully like, he, can, he can. You know, I play a few more years and maybe find himself a little. Yeah, bit. if he can, that would be great because you know, like <clears throat> even on a lot of uh, social media things, and there's always people just that want to like create shit, try to stir the pot. But you know, he was called like everyone around here. Oh, he was a boss. This guy wasn't a boss, and I don't care what guy that played or whatever. Any expert. I'm telling you, this guy went through shit here, and I can't get into that, but wasn't right. Yeah. And people don't know that on the outside. It's not their fault. But this guy, you ask any player that played with him yeah. how much skill he had. He played hurt basically from the day he got here. Oh, yeah. I mean, and people are like, oh, he had that issue. It had nothing to do with a concussion when he got here. If you remember, he had had the surgeries. Mm -hmm. Basically barely played through the junior year that year. Mm -hmm. um, came, and, and I remember, I think we talked about this before quickly, uh, Around December, all of a sudden, he had this burst of speed, and I was like, whoa. I knew he had sick mats. You could see his, his yeah. hands every day. Um, but then on when he started getting healthy finally, you could see, holy shit, this kid can skate yeah. too. And um, But anyway, I just uh, I hate the way it played out for him because you, he's a quiet kid. Some are like, oh, he's cocky. He's just one of, he's just one of those guys. He is cocky in a funny way, mm -hmm. like lipping off and stuff. But uh, he's a really good kid, and, and it's a shame. Hopefully he can find a way maybe if he wants to play. If not, if he's happy with it, then good for him because uh, I really like the kid. Um, was yeah. pretty tight with him yeah. when he was here. So really like him, and good luck if you do retire, Patty. Yeah, no Or doubt. the ledge, as Elvis called him, the legend. The ledge. Because he would, Elvis would come in and, and Patty would be like, what's up, Elvie, you absolute legend. <laughs> so Elvie would call him the ledge. Oh, the ledge, I like um, that. It's good. Uh, other things. Let's, let me hear your... Uh, Input on this one, uh, Jordan Cairo in St. Louis, our good buddy, which we announced last week, you know, Chief was uh, relieved of his duties with a couple of years, I think, left on his contract. Um, players usually ask about something. Usually don't, I mean, I guess you could say what you want, freedom mm -hmm. of speech, but he kind of, he basically said, I've got no comment. He's not my coach anymore, yeah. which obviously I feel like personally he could have handled it a little bit better. Uh, I know he got buried by a lot of former <laughs> players and podcasts yeah, and everything. Uh, your thoughts on that? I thought it was a little, little weak, and I thought his response to it was even weaker. Yeah, you know, it's just like, yeah, could he have had a better response? Absolutely. You know, you're a pro. Yeah, you know, I mean, you thing, might, you might not have seen eye to eye with Chief, but like, 
you don't just make a dumbass statement like that. No, you know? I didn't see eye to eye with Chief because he pushed him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And then, Some guys and then, and then, and then he's, you know, then he's cornered by the media scrum, and you know, he, yeah, he's an emotional guy. You know, who wants the whole building to boo you? You know, but like. This is karma, right? I mean, well, well Prong said they were saying Lou. <laughs> Lou, yes. <laughs> His uh, nickname was Lou. Lou, yeah, no. right. Um, but, um, you know, that's just like clearly cause and effect. I mean, if you, if you would have handled that a little more professionally, that would have never happened and he wouldn't be balling on national television and whatever else, you know? So he owned it. Uh, I, I, you know, I think yeah, he, he did. He, and, and then, you know, he comes back. I think he had a goal and assist or two yeah. assists or something yeah, like that. A, and then the whole team. building's cheering him on and a biggest smile on his face. But that could have been easily avoided. You know, this easily. is just like emotional intelligence. It's like, just, just, just stop, you yeah. know, just stop and think a little bit. Say the right thing. Even if you don't necessarily you don't believe, believe it. it. Yeah. Just, just be a pro. Cause it would just keep the flies away. And that's a you know, perfect example. So I think he was, you know, it was immature, you know, yeah. he hopefully learns from it. And, and, and some of the young hockey players can learn from that too. Sometimes you just got to bite your lip and keep your mouth shut and just, I think it has a lot to do, unfortunately with just, today's game yeah. in some ways and the ways some of the younger players have been brought up to yeah you know but you have to realize like you know you don't see eye to eye with chief but like he won a stanley cup and, and the fans in the city believed in you him. didn't see one bad negative comment <laughs> no about you him. know so it's like this is this is where like your perspective and your opinion is probably not the same as the rest of the cities and the players. Right. So th th knowing that, this is where you have to just like check yourself and just like yeah. know. know. I think he learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> a little bit of a gut you know, check at least there. like you said, I mean, at least he had come back and own it. And, um, you know, maybe he didn't feel what he really said, but at least he'd said it and, you know, he got a better response the next game. And they've actually won a few in a row here, I guess, uh, a couple anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, I don't think Chief's feelings were hurt. I, right. I think he's all right. <laughs> I think Chief's moved on. <laughs> I had a good talk with him. I had a good talk with him yesterday for about an hour, so he'll be back uh, today. Actually, he's coming back today. Good, good. And uh, he, real quickly, just want to send our love and prayers to Kelly Chase. Oh yeah, uh, right, Chaser. Yeah. And, um, I was talking to Chief a little bit about that, and, yeah, and uh, we've seen it. You've seen it on times. social media. He's a great man. Mm -hmm. uh, in incredible guy. I remember meeting him when he when I was first getting into the league, and he was playing, and he was just one of those. People just would talk to you. Great guy. Um, big guy in St. Louis there. So wishing you the best. Yeah, no Chaser, doubt. For yeah, sure, tough man. times. He's a, he's a, he's obviously a fighter. So yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be strong. Yeah. Um, one other thing in the league, uh, DJ Smith. Was yeah. Finally, uh, I don't want to say finally. Uh, he was fired. and Wasn't wishing that. Um, your thoughts on that? I mean, I guess they 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 expected to be a little better. Yeah. Than their record is right now. Nature um, of the beast. I don't know. know if you saw the clip, but they they bring in Jacques Martin and they yep. bring in Daniel Alfredson. Yeah, I saw that. Which I'll tell you this about Alfie, he was a obviously a great player, skilled player, mm -hmm. but he wasn't soft. No, right. And he, if you saw one of the clips from last night, one of the guys coming to the bench circled out of a hit, like he had a guy oh, lined yeah. up, and he waited for him. At, this guy, I, I apologize, I can't remember which player it was. I I couldn't actually see his name. Um, but Alfie was waiting for him to get off, and he said, "Not good enough. Mm -hmm. You got to finish that check there. You got to be hard to play against Riles in this league." And I know it's a long year. I didn't play. So I sound like an idiot. I did not. Mm. I sound like an idiot, like trying to say, "Oh, you got to be tougher." But like 
finish a hit there. You're a, you're a foot away from the guy. Just run into him. Well, I agree. Just run into him. You don't have to try to Zach Ronaldo him no. through the boards, but just run into him. That's it. You don't Put have to play the game. Him. Have played the game to understand that element. Right. You know, like yeah. it's 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 a hard game. This is getting in in the way. It's just being hard to play against. Like you said. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is what you need to do. No matter what, but especially when your team's struggling, you know, yeah. like you just need a little extra effort and grind there. So, so I mean, you need. I, little Alfie just ripping you up a little bit and this get guy back. I was up not there. happy. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. happy, but um, well, you know what time it is. I think I know what time it is. Nest Styles, number ninety-seven. Whew! This guy. Been chasing after this guy for over <laughs> he a year. Is, he's the man. It's Jeremy Roenick joining us today. Can't wait. Yes, episode 139. Let's go, Nast. Let's go. Before we get to our interview, here's a message from our sponsors at Manscaped. Step into 2024 with confidence, Nast, thanks to Manscaped, where resolutions are met and hairs are neatly kept. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean-cut and confident as you should. Featuring the powerhouse Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-generation trimmer ensures precision and ease when tackling the toughest hairs. So kick off 2024 with a trim above the rest and use code NASTY at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Nast, what is your highlight from 2023? Well... The highlight is hopefully by 2024, we've shaved that beard off of this Manscaped 5.0. A full shave? I uh, just want it trimmed. A little trimmy trim. A little trimmy. You're going to be looking <laughs> like Santa soon and definitely need you to trim below the waist. I told you before, makes it look bigger. That's the truth. It's all an optical illusion. It sure is. And I'll tell you what, the performance package 5.0 Ultra is here. And I'll tell you what. It's got futuristic tendencies, oh. and I think we need to get you into that. Probably so. Also, rigs the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, and the essential aftercare products like the Crop Soother, Ball After Shave Lotion, which you definitely need, and Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Oh. A lot of ball. A lot of ball you need to worry about and clean up balls, I should say. And two free gifts. Riggs, your resolutions may come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay with Manscaped's latest and greatest. And again, we got to get on the beard and probably below the waist, which I don't know much about right now. <laughs> get 20% off and free shipping with the code NASTY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code NASTY. Happy New Year to your balls. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, Riles... Just sit back for a second because it's going to take a minute All to right. introduce this gentleman. <laughs> He's an absolute legend. First round pick, eighth overall, 1988 to the Chicago Blackhawks. Veteran of 13, well, 1,363 games, 513 goals, 703 assists for a total of 1,216 points, 20 year career Whew. in the NHL. One of only 47 players to score 500 goals. This is amazing. Nine-time All-Star, okay? Oh. One of five Americans that have scored 500 goals. U.S. Hockey Hall of Famer. Fingers crossed, should be soon, hopefully, an NHL Hall of Famer mm -hmm. because there's no denying he should be. And one of the most charismatic players and one of the best people I was ever fortunate enough to meet in hockey. 
Jeremy Roenick, Jr. Styles, welcome to the show, brother. Sorry for that hour-long intro, but you are the man, and you deserve it. So what's up, bro? Uh, hey, I, I found myself patting myself on the back. That was so good. So, uh, <laughs> you feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah, man. And you know what? There's more. There's more than that. That yeah. was just I didn't want to take up an hour. Of Cole's notes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know, I appreciate it very much. You, you definitely made my day, and it's good to be on with you guys. You know, I've watched, I've watched and listened to your show, so I, I know you guys very well, and it's good to uh, good to join you. We we appreciate your time, man. We yeah. know how busy you are. Uh, the Wilderness Whiskey, doing a little tour right now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You got that going on. Yeah, so I'm in Boston right now. I'm just uh, making the rounds. We just started the, kind of the New England, our New England trial test for our retail. So Whiskey in the Wild, which is um, my my new venture that started last August. Uh, we've been going for about a year now. Uh, it's a, we, we created a chocolate and a chocolate orange whiskey. It's like one of the best drinking experiences you'll ever have. And... We've, we've just been growing and growing and growing, and now we're just start getting to go into retail, and we're starting Massachusetts, my home state, and we crushed Western uh, Western Mass in Springfield yesterday, and we're going to hit Boston today, and my old my old stomping ground down here in the South Shore tomorrow, and we just keep this brand growing. We're, we're, we're getting we're getting a really a lot of great feedback, and I think some, it's something that is uh, everybody should look into. It's a great gift. We have a very unique bottle. Uh, we actually put a flask that's attached to the bottle, and oh, cool. that's awesome. Yeah, it's really it's uh, nobody's ever done what we what we did in terms of its packaging. So we're really excited about it. It's a lot of work, but you know you gotta you gotta put the work in in order to get success, right? That's right. It's the truth that's for sure. We you, and you're a hardworking guy, that's for sure. You also uh, have a um, new podcast out with our buddy Timmy Peel. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I think it's. You know, Tim, Tim has always been a good friend of mine, and I think he's he's a good friend to a lot of players that play in the National Hockey League. He's got a lot of respect. Both of us kind of have that same kind of uh, kind of disrespect that we've got, that we've we've felt from the National Hockey League. Um, we've kind of been kind of strewn out because of certain mentalities or attitudes or or not only on our side, but on their side also. And we both have a very unique look about the league. So and. You know, to have a referee as a partner and and part of a show, <laughs> you get such a different mentality and different uh, different take. And Timmy's just fantastic. So it's Snipes and Stripes on NoFilter.net every Wednesday at seven Eastern time, four Pacific. And we're having a lot of fun. We've had some great guests on. We've had Evander Kane. We had last night. We had Pat Maroon on last night, who was absolutely great. spectacular. Yeah, the big um, rig. Yeah, we've we've uh, we had Marty Brodeur on a couple weeks ago. So. You know, we're just we're just having a lot of fun, just like you guys. I mean, yep. sitting around talking hockey is easy for us and it's fun. And we made it a little different. Usually, I have the locker room mouth, you know, but we've taken the we've taken the locker room mouth out of it and, and kept it more PG thirteen, so <laughs> yeah. so everybody can listen. I I, I think yeah, I we've tried that. to do that. I think it's more on me. <laughs> I kind of slip up quite a bit, but uh, no, you guys are doing a great job. And and I was I was actually. I've known Timmy for a while as well. And uh, he was, uh, he's actually been on the show with us and he's such a good dude, funny, funny man. And, and a, in a good man, good family man. And uh, I was so pumped when I saw you guys were doing it. I was like, dude, I, you guys are going to do really well. Yeah. Um, we've, done, we've, we've, we've been, we've, we've had a very, very good start. And just like you guys know, consistency is everything, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, you can't be all, can't be all nice all the time. You can't be all mean all the time. You have to find that happy medium. And I think we've, we've kind of found it. 
Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to find your groove since you left NBC? Like with, with that podcast and um, just being out there. Actually, I didn't miss a groove one bit. Um, I don't NBC. think you ever have. Yeah, no, I did tell you. No, you know, one thing that I did when I was when I was playing is I, I started a lot of relationships and, and I did start other businesses and I got involved with things. And um, it's not that I saved my money because I lost a shit ton of money in a lot of different ways, but I also made a lot of money in different ways. But so I was never sitting here relying on, you know, on NBC or anything else for, you know, to, to make money or to stay alive. And, you know, I have a, I have a very good life. I'm very active. Um Playing, I play a lot of golf. Um, you know, I, I didn't miss a beat. Obviously, you don't like when your name is slandered, and they tried to slander me, which um, you know, which is, which happens. I mean, it's you get you got to live and learn. But you know, I think things happen for a reason, and I've just been cruising right along and having fun and just continuing to grow my life. And unfortunately, there's other parts of me that are growing faster, which is my, you know. <laughs> you know you know you know it's tough it's tough to stay lean when you're retired and, and traveling you know probably yeah. 25 pounds overweight but that means i'm happy so everything <laughs> right well fed or riles once once he retired a few years back there he he he's actually gone the other way he's as lean as could be but he's also doing a lot of this yoga and and uh all his other stuff i just stopped eat, eating the yeah, shit that was yeah he was having <laughs> well, to eat, I, was like, to, I had to beef up fighting the, the big coach, dogs you, coach you have coach you have a bet you have more discipline than i do there's no question i see i i see a donut or a bagel or or, <laughs> or, or a glass of uh, glass of tequila i can't stop it i can't help myself as long as it's not a blueberry bagel jr but um, <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. anyway <laughs> anyway um uh that's it that's for me and jr uh and riles um <laughs> Oh, man. I was I wanted to start off. Uh, you go to Chicago, um, obviously drafted first round, dude. You had to own that city, bro. Like, come on. I know there were other players there, but like your your attitude, like like I said, yeah, yeah, just the swagger. But the way you played the game, I don't want to say reckless, but reckless as a skilled guy as well. Um, when I say reckless, I mean, you just played hard. I yeah. shouldn't say reckless, but you did put, you put your body. In- no, I, I, I think reckless is a really, I think it's a perfect word. Um, yeah. and I think that my whole life is that way. So, and I played that way, but that, when I got to Chicago, I, I, I was not that type of player. Okay. Um, I was a very passive. I was 160 pounds. Um, I was definitely intimidated. I walked into the Chicago Blackhawks locker room the first time when I was 18 years old, I should have been in high school actually, because I left after my junior year. So I should have been sitting in class with Tony Amonti at Thayer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Instead I, walk into, yeah, instead, I walk into uh, the Blackhawks locker room and see Al Secord naked. And I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> this isn't high school. I <laughs> nope. I've never seen a grown man naked look like that in my life. I mean, he was ripped up. He had so much hair on him. He had a beard. He had a cut. He had a receding hairline, no teeth. And I'm like, oh, my God. Did this? What, what did I just get myself into? And um, I was actually forced to play a very hard physical game. Mike Keenan yeah. wanted a tough team. He wanted a team that was uh, physically intimidating, mentally intimidating, a hard team to play against. Um, and and I I had to, to kind of adopt a physical aspect to my game. So I... I use my speed rather than my, the, the weight of my body to use as my velocity to start throwing my weight all over the place. And it hurt, it hurt me, but I also 
laid a lot of uh, a lot of damage on other people, and the fans loved it. So it kind of became part of my, you know, part of my um, personality. And I truly, you know, to this day, wouldn't change the way that I played at all. I mean, I, I think I was I was able to do a lot of damage in a lot of different ways, but damage to my own body, yes. But um, it was. <laughs> I, I like to be a, one of those guys that, that that can do different things, not a one-dimensional player. And uh, I thought I I gave it all. There's no question about it. I gave everything oh, that I had. There's there's no every, question. Every night, every night you did. Uh, uh, that's for sure. I mean, we can get to your, your few Philly years in a little bit, but uh, seeing you that way every night, like all the games, uh, you you gave everything you had every night. You played yeah. hurt. Uh, like you said, you're reckless, but uh, at Chicago team, you, you guys, uh, you had made it to the finals there the one year against Pittsburgh. And they were, I remember I was in, I was my junior year of college, I think. Uh, and I drove to, I drove an hour down the road so I could watch those games, but um, must've been pretty exciting to play in, in the finals. Obviously sucks to lose, but which we both were part yeah. of that as well. But um, it, it was fun to watch you, you know, in well, Chicago. Well, those are good years. You know, Chelly got there. Uh, in 1991, when that trade, when they they sent Dennis Savard to Montreal, uh, because I think they saw something special in me, so they were able to go get Chris Chelios. Um, we had a you know Steve Larmer, Michelle Goulet on that team. We just we had a just a bomb of a team, and playing playing in that in that final against Pittsburgh, we won like 11 games straight going into that into that final, and had a 4-1 lead going into the third. Um, in that game, game one of the finals. And I remember Steve Larmer saying, you know, JR, we, you got to take advantage of, of this opportunity in the final because you never know if you're going to get another opportunity to play for the Stanley Cup again. And I, like, I'm 22 years old. I'm in my first Stanley Cup final. I'm like, what's wrong with you, Larmer? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be in, like, a number of finals. Well, sure as shit, that was the only final that I ever made in 1992. I never got back again, hmm. even though I was on some great teams. Like my two, 2004 Philadelphia Flyer team was the best team that I was ever associated with, followed by the San Jose Sharks in 2008, 2009, the best team I was ever a part of. And we didn't even get we didn't even get out of the second round in on either of those teams. And right. it was well, actually, Philly, we got to this to the semifinal and hit the injury bug, but it's a hard thing to do, man. It's a hard thing so to win. Hard. And so I was talking hard. to Pat Mar was talking to Pat Maroon last night. This lucky bastard wins three in a row. <laughs> I know, right? Right? You know, I was like, I, I wish I would have had him going to Vegas, you know, for, for all my Vegas <laughs> trips. I would have won yeah. a million. <laughs> oh shit. And, and 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 deservedly so. Pat Maroon is a, an amazing, amazing man. And uh, but some people have the luck and some people just don't. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, you know it's crazy with, with Pat Maroon. We, well, he was he was drafted by the Flyers, and I actually coached him in the minors. And we, it was my first year coaching in uh, 2011, and we actually ended up sending him home. Uh, and he had no job, and he was the leading scorer. He was the leading scorer of our team, and it was it was just you know we had, we had a shitty team. There was some you know off ice stuff going on, but it was it's amazing to see him bounce back and find that resilience. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, find, finding a way yeah. to win three cups in a row is uh, you know no yeah joke, he's had a good he's had a very he's had a very good road, uh, mm -hmm. an in interesting an interesting path, but uh, it's nice to see good people come out yes. on the other side on the other side, and, and yeah. he's he's one of them. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Oh, 
Go ahead. Sir. Oh, yeah, I was just going to ask you, uh, you know, coming in as a young guy uh, in Chicago there, what was your relationship like with Mike Keenan being such an old school guy? You know, I, I always had tough coaches. My dad was my coach when I was a kid, and he was extremely tough on me, mm -hmm. uh, very, very disciplined and uh, very, very strict in terms of the, you know, the practice, being there on time, you know, giving, giving a hard work for every time you're on the ice. You know, I remember my dad making me walk home, you know, the last half mile outside the car with my equipment on because I because I didn't play hard on the ice. I said, you know, you're not going to play hard, off, you know, on the ice. You can put in the extra work to get home, you know, just just little stuff like that, that just puts these these messages and these these things into your head. These uh, obviously lessons. Uh, my high school coach uh, name is was was Arthur Valicenti one of the most intimidating looking guys. He looked like a, the King Kingpin mafia head leader, you know, like, oh, the, yeah, like, <laughs> like the box. And he had yeah. his, he was mean and he was, he was forceful. He was yelled and screamed. And then I had Mike Keenan. So for me, having a tough coach was, it was almost needed for me because I needed that for at some point um, to be reminded that there's a full game to be played. Not, you know, there's not a partial game to play. You got to play all sorts of aspects of the game and you have to be multi multi-dynamic and and I liked it when somebody yelled at me because there's something about showing showing somebody that you can do it and getting pissed off and throw it back into their face and saying, you know, I told you so I can do it. And then also saying thank you for giving me that motivation to get there. I was never one to say, oh, well, he doesn't like me. And, uh, you know, I feel bad. And, you know, he yelled at me. I used it as a positive. And, you know, it's, it's not personal. These guys, a lot right. of these guys, these guys want what's best for the team. And they know they'll put pressure on you because they know you have better. And I, I, I understood that. So I never took it personal like a lot of the, a lot of the kids do today. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly do. Yeah, we've had a few guys on that had uh, Keenan, so we hear kind of like all spectrum of the stories of you know different uh, experiences with them. You know, it's nice to hear your perspective because I think that's the right attitude. You got to take it at the way you described it. You know, this is it's about winning yeah. games, and they're, yeah. they're 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 challenging you, so you it's take it for of, what it is. Don't you think it's kind of strange to watch the game today, right? And um, you watch teams play. And it's almost like there's no motivation. Like there's there's mm -hmm. nothing that even even when they're playing a, a a game that they should win, and they just come out and just lay an egg. You know, perfect example. We we just we just tore tore up the Buffalo Sabers the other day, um, and deservedly so. I mean, they've absolutely put a terrible terrible product on the ice in front of their own fans uh they they go and beat rangers they go and beat boston they go in and beat vegas in their own buildings and they come home and they lose to montreal they lose nine to four to columbus i mean just pathetic pathetic um performances and you kind of wonder what like what do you have to do to get a team to understand how to play hard and sometimes it's tough coaching yep. it's 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 you know making sure the team has a, a mentality and has a has a an identity that they play at and the fact that this coach in buffalo you know i love the granados it's nothing about a person but you, you can't be afraid to to be um to be tough and to 
and to chastise or to or to give some sort of punishment for bad play. It doesn't seem that it happens anymore. Well, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. And and um, building on that, after you finished in uh, you you go to Arizona. You're in in uh, Chicago for eight years. Um, you go to Arizona. You got Schoenfeld, and I've heard he was a pretty tough coach. Chief has told me a lot of stories about him, but um, how, was he kind of like Keenan that way, or was he just he's a very different much. kind of tough? Yeah, no, he, he was very much. And and by the way, he he, he Jim Schoenfeld could probably beat the beat the hell out of every single person on that, <laughs> yeah. uh, with, 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 the, with the exception of maybe Rick Tockett, um, right? But uh, you know, Shoney and I. We had like a, you know, love-hate relationship. I respected him, but, you know, Shoney took it to, uh, you know, to a different level at certain points. And then I would snap back at him and then we'd have a, you know, we'd have a, you know, little, little snap. And <laughs> we always came back, we always came back to the respect, but, you know, him and I almost went to blows in a, I, um, in a team, in a team locker room. I was uh, going to ask you about that. During a meeting, uh, literally we're watching game tape and he, and he, he threw a, uh, a snide remark at me about one of the plays that I, that I had made. Um, and he showed it again and again and again, and then stopped the tape. And, you know, there was talk about me playing a defensive role and winning the Selkie trophy. And I don't know, I last, last thing I ever want to do in my life is win the Selkie trophy or the Lady Bing. I don't want to <laughs> win those trophies, but he said something like that. And in front of all my guys and I snapped back at him and I told him to shove fist, you know, yeah. Where the sun wouldn't shine, and he, he kicked everybody out of the locker room, and uh, and out, out of the sleeves. Sitting, yeah, and he starts. No, he takes his jacket off, like he takes his <laughs> sweatshirt, sweat jacket off, and I'm I'm sitting there saying, you know, obviously I'm looking very, you know, very calm and very cool, but inside my brain, inside my body, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's gonna beat the crap out of me. Like he's, he's a big man. He's a oh, big man big in man. shape too. I got it. I have no, I had, I would have no chance against Jim Schoenfeld <laughs> if he went to blows. So I'm, I'm sitting there like, what am I going to do if he actually comes and tries to beat me up? And I'm like, um, and I'm like, the only thing that I can do is I can bite him in the balls and try to get him as right. It's the only thing I can do is get a hold of his, of his midsection and hold on for dear life because that's the only thing that would make him stop beating the shit out of me. <laughs> that literally, that was that was going through my mind, and luckily it didn't go to that point, and we we talked it out. But ooh, he's he was a good coach, but he was a tough one. He was a tough one. Well, let me ask you this because I know John Tortorella, who obviously is a coach here in Philly now, he was an assistant. Was Torts as an assistant more of a not as like you know like more of a player like more coach. of a player like hey like Jr like you know, like kind of yeah. that guy, the friendlier guy, which most assistants have to be, or yeah. they don't have to, but. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite coaches of all time. Uh, John is, he, he was like that as an assistant coach. He was a guy that was really, he could talk to the players. He had a great personality. Like he smiled a lot, but he, he also talked to you the way that you need to be talked to. He didn't, he didn't stroke your back. He didn't, he didn't really browbeat you, but he, he, he had, a cool and very accepted accepted level of um of whether it was uh, criticism or suggestions or something he had a really good way of dealing with players through the coaches right and you know he's he's a tough coach there's no question about it he's he's a he's a no bullshit guy and that's how I always love John Tortorella he is one of the old school guys but I think he has 
I mean, he has a level of, of knowledge and, and how he feels about the game in his heart, and that's how he coaches. And I, I, I think what he's doing for Philly is absolutely spectacular. I think yeah, he's the perfect is. coach. I think he's the perfect coach in Philly. I think they're all getting it now. You see what they're doing this year. There's nobody that has put Philly where they are right now in the beginning of the year. You know, Keith Jones is doing an amazing job of bringing in the right people. Danny Briere is bringing in back guys. Like, listen, and I really think it's a, it's a, it's, it's a mentality, right? You go into a, into a team, you put on a jersey. There's an attitude and a mentality behind the jersey you put on, and everybody mm-hmm. knows the Philadelphia Flyers to be a hard nose in your face broad street bullies type of mentality and they haven't had that in the last five years That's now right. you, you bring in john leclerc in the locker room you bring paul holmgren in the locker room you bring patrick sharp back you bring um you know bob murray who's a, a who's a very hard nosed type of mentality of a hockey mind there's so many guys that they have brought in to build uh, an identity with those players those players have to they have to react a certain way um, and they're doing it. I, I love what John Tortorella says. We win because we have balls. That's right. It, it's awesome. I mean, that's exactly right. And more teams should play the way that the Flyers are playing, the way that the Arizona Coyotes are playing, uh, that in-your-face hard team to play against. And it's it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you real quick about uh, – <clears throat> I know Danny, Danny Breer – I uh, was just getting his start in the NHL in Arizona, but I, I know he only had a few games, I think, while you were there. But no, he lived he lived with me for six months. Oh, he did live with you. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at his games played. I wasn't yeah. sure how long, yeah. but um No, he lived he lived with me. He's he actually lived in my in, in my guest house for six months when he was oh. a rookie. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Well, yeah. he I, what I was gonna ask you about him was so when he was breaking into the league, and Riley and I have talked about this before. Obviously, he's not I call him little guy, we call each other little guy, but uh he was playing in a hard error. Like you, I mean, it was a hard game, right? Like obviously it's way harder than it is now, but kind of got to give him a lot of credit for, you know, he, he had a really good career and he wasn't a very big guy and he was playing when it was a hard, hard, fearless should say. He he was and coach. That's a really good, good description. Fearless. Like he, he was smaller, not that strong, but he, he was not afraid to go into the fray, right? Mm -hmm. He, He went to those high traffic areas. He was, he, Danny Breer was such a smart hockey player. And obviously we know the talent was there, but his ability to, to find, find those holes and be in the, the right place at the right time and have such, such an accurate shot. I mean, look at his, look at his playoff record, right? Yeah. Look how many goals he scored in the playoffs. This guy is a clutch, clutch performer and knows the game as well as anybody. He did such a great job in the minors, you know, in, in, in coaching and G and managing, and he's going to do the same thing in Philly. He's one of my favorite people in the world. And there's nobody that deserves it more than Danny Breer to tell you the truth. I agree. He, we, uh, we had a pretty good, we have a pretty good relationship and he's a good friend and so happy when he got the job and he, he's, he's like you said, him, he and Jonesy and everyone they brought in, yep. um, they're doing a phenomenal job there. Well, listen, um, you, you, can't, you can't create, you can't create an identity without people that have, that don't, understand what that identity is and everybody that's that in that in that organization has worn with the exception of bob murray has worn that jersey and knows right. what it means to put on you know put that jersey on it means more than just slipping it on and go playing there's there's a history behind it and there's and, and i think there's a you know there's an attitude behind it and they're playing like it this year 100%. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they're definitely building the foundation as, as you know, as, as as Ed Snyder would have loved to see his legacy kind of continue yeah. is like they're bringing yeah. that 
you know, that they're bringing the essence back, the spirit back. And, you know, yep. again, from top to top down, right. I mean, everyone's yep. buying into it and, and they're, and they're laying out this foundation for what you, I guess you'd call it a rebuild, which <laughs> could be yeah, you know, somewhat you know questionable crazy. now. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's crazy coach. It's amazing. It's amazing watching other teams do it. Right. And, and you, there, there's a blueprint, there's a blueprint for how you win. And it's amazing. You know, sometimes it's good when you learn it, but it's, you also have to give other people um, kudos to learn from other people, from watching. And that's, that's why I say it. it's right that, you know, I, I, I keep harping on Buffalo, but they, they allow me to do it because how can Buffalo not see how Philly is playing, how Philly is hard to play against, how Arizona Coyotes, who their roster is as, as diminished as anybody, but they got some good young players, but they play a certain way. They play with an identity with the, that is and an attitude. Mm-hmm. Why does another team say, why can't we play like that? They just, they don't pay attention. And it's, you can't just put your skates on and tie them up and going out there and think it's just going to get turned on. You know, you have to prepare for it and you have to be willing to sacrifice it. And sometimes I just don't see these, these teams. They just don't get it. They don't yeah. get it. And it's just, it's just, it's just, I guess it's, it's, it's the uh, inability to put these teams together with the, I, I guess the right, the, 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 the right, the, yeah, right. I mean, because it doesn't, yeah. it's, that's not about necessarily like, you know, all the, the great pieces, but like you look at the flyers, like the pieces they added, they're all contributing, but they're all bringing, you know, the, the main ingredient, you know, yeah. it's, so it's like, it's beyond the, the skill and it's, I mean, obviously you have to have skill there's no question, but yeah, you know, look but at the, the Bruins, look what the Bruins are doing too, right? The Bruins yeah. lose, lose five absolutely integral pieces to their to their team right. from last year and you know they bring in some of these young kids and some of these young kids are taking advantage of the opportunity and again they're they're still up on top of the league i mean it's again it's you got to you, you got to understand how to win you got to understand who you play for and you got to understand what it takes to win it's it's a hard line. You guys know it's a hard, mm-hmm. it's a hard line. But it, you're a professional, and you're expected to uh, to bring it every night. But I feel I feel bad for s- certain fans in this league that are just getting gypped of honest efforts, just yeah. honest efforts. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so you five years in Arizona, uh, Jr., and then you come to Philly. What what? Uh, First of all, like what, what was one of the main reasons that, that brought you to Philly besides, I mean, obviously it's the Philadelphia Flyers and uh, it's a big yeah. time organization. Yeah. Rick Tockett had a lot to do with that. Um, you know, Rick Tockett's one of my favorite teammates of all time and I respected him immensely. Uh, I wanted to go to a team that had a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, and the three teams that I was really down to the wire on were Detroit, Boston, and Philly. Uh, Detroit, really, I didn't make a decision. It was more... Um, it was more a family decision for Detroit. Obviously, their team was was stacked, but it was more of a of a family living situation. And Detroit, with with what my wife did in terms of her riding and and my daughter's my daughter's passion for riding, Detroit was not a good fit for me. And Boston, uh, Boston actually offered me one like one of the largest contracts I think in the history of their organization in two thousand one, wow. but. And it would have been nice to play at home, but they had just traded Billy Garen. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, you you can't you can't be serious about wanting to win a Stanley Cup if you trade a person like Billy Garen. <laughs> right. Billy Garen is like one of the fiercest competitors and one of the one of my favorite best teammates um that I've ever and one of the best guys I've ever 
when he's, he's doing some great things in Minnesota, will continue to. But you can't yeah. trade Billy Guerin and no. expect now I'm going to go in and, and we're going to win a Stanley Cup without Billy Guerin. And Philly was Philly was booming. I mean, Tockett, Primo, Simone Gagne, Recky, Leclerc, you know, Desjardins. We we had a monster of a team, and you know, culminated in two thousand four with the best team that I was ever associated with. And we should have won a cup that year, but I, you know, I love Philly. Philly was my type of town. You know, like <clears throat> oh, yeah. I I played hockey the way that Philly fans, you know, root for their teams, and that that's with passion and energy and commitment and an expectation of excellence that's how they are that's how they roll and um you know still to this day um i i have a relationship with philly fans everywhere yeah, i go yeah. everywhere i go in the world i fa philly fans come up to me and our relationship and our and i hug every single one of them it's just it's a different it was different than me in chicago 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 fans and i were just we're just two peas in a pod. We just love each other. And it's, it was just the love, passion, respect. Philly is a little bit deeper. It's like, it's like, let's, let's knock each other's face in. For the <laughs> yeah. you know? and, and I love that. I love that, that passion. Um, yeah, they appreciate I, guys like you for sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, just like, I, like I gotta say, I'm sorry, pumping your tires here, but you, you come to Philly and, and um, I was fortunate enough to meet you before, uh, when I was one of the assistants with Philadelphia, you were obviously in, um, Chicago, but, uh, you were just such a, such a good dude. and such a people person. Obviously everyone knows that, but you were so good to us as a staff, even though I was down the hall with the Phantoms, you seemed to uh, like a couple times a week, always come down say, hey, Dr. D he's the only guy I ever called me Dr. Dr. D. D. Yeah. And I, I just thought you it was are so a doctor. funny. A doc hey, I am a doctor. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but I'd come back, I'd come down and say, who do you like the dolphins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was funny. It's him and talk would come in. Sometimes we'd have the paper It'd be a day off on a Sunday. We're like looking at these idiots giving their picks and we're trying to decide, but, uh, no, but you were just such, you were so good to all of us. Um, but one of the funny things I want to bring up, I don't know if you're, you remember this, but I, I think it was uh, Harry Brecker was telling me, uh, you guys, you guys were in New York and, um, you know, I, I guess she took the train or the bus, not really sure, but, uh, you get up to the room, probably did the old bag chuck, uh, skills he talks about, how <laughs> Gill talks about all the time because you're in New York City, yeah. dude. And I know yeah, I didn't sleep trip. much in New York, <laughs> New York City. Uh, that was one of my every favorite trip. places. But, uh, funny story is, uh, you know, Hitch, you know, you and Hitch probably were going back and forth. I think Hitch did with everyone, you oh, know, sure. but, uh, you jump, you, you go to your room, you come back, and I guess you got this just ridiculously sick, uh, yellow suit on. I guess. And you jump, the elevator opens up and hitches off it. And JR like, so, so he steps into the elevator, hits the next floor so he can get right back off. And you get off the next floor and Hitch turns around and Harry goes, where are you going in a suit like that? You're going out. You know, he's going out. Frick's like, Oh, just going for a dinner. Hitch. What do you mean? <laughs> Where are you going in a suit like that? Oh, oh, man. Let, let, let's just say that, let's just say that suit didn't look the same the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, you might have oh, been missing a, the jacket to it or something too. But uh, yeah, your time in Philly, yeah, you, man. You, 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 you play play hard, work hard, man. Play hard, work hard. That's I right, guys. But, um, yeah, and you're right. I did the bag chuck every single trip, every single trip, and and I made sure that we brought guys with us. We brought the young guys with us. We made sure it was a team thing. Um, we try not to have clicks 
It's like we're 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 on the road. This is where everything bonds, right? This is where the boys gel, right? This is yep. where this is where teams become teams. So we're gonna go out, we're gonna we're gonna eat dinner together, we're gonna drink wine together, we're gonna go do shots together, we're gonna get in trouble together, and then we're gonna go on the ice and win together. And that was um that's what it was all about. Because listen, we were very, very lucky and and you know. D, you saw you saw how we how we were in Philly, you know, in the locker room. Yeah. We played the we played the best game in the world, and we played a, played a game for a living. And you know, I tried to make it fun all the time. And obviously, when you're on the ice and you're playing the game, that's a different level. You 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 play it and you play it serious. You play it hard. But I was one of those guys that can turn it on and turn it off. Right? I could if there's a commercial, I can go dance on the ice like I did, or I can throw puck to kids or I can have fun. But then when the puck drop, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to knock you in your fucking head. You know, yep. I definitely wanted to make, I wanted to win and I wanted to win hard and bad. Um, not everybody can do that, but it's important that, you know, when you say these go, you go out and you bring people and you, you create, you, you create that camaraderie with your teammates and it's cause it's going to pass on. Right. They're going to pass it on to the next guy and the next guy, and you hope and you hope you create a, a dynasty that um, and mentality. And I and I think a lot of guys that I that I took care of um, did the same thing for you know for their young guys when they came up. It's a really important part of sports that you don't really hear about or talk about. And you know, coach, you you went through it. You've had your guys that you know that took you under your under their wing, and you know you learn from them. It's one of the best parts of being a pro athlete. Yeah, you know what? So that's that's so true. As an a you know, just an equipment guy, you you see guys like yourself and 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 even other players, Jr. That that aren't as like as an effective player. When I say that, I mean as like points and and everything that you brought to the table. But if you spoke about Billy Garner a minute ago, I remember when we brought him to camp as a, he came in as a tryout. This guy, he, like. I've known him for years as, uh, and he's an unbelievable person, but I yep. was praying that we kept him just for the room. He was yep. unbelievable. He knew he was at the end of, end of the road kind of, yep. but he had a, another year left in him and he ended up not making it. But man, I, I was so that. disappointed because th those kind of guys are so important. Like Riley won't say it, but you know, when we went to the finals in 2010, he wasn't, he wasn't getting in the lineup, but Lavi had him warm up every game. So he was in the locker room before, yep. And yep. he brought very so important. much to the table for, for the players. Very, absolutely. Very important. It's exact. It's exactly right. So, you know, I missed that part. I missed that part of the game. There's no question about it. Um, I don't know how they are now. I, I there's no way that, um, that they could be like we were back in the nineties. Right. I don't like, think so. I remember, I remember there was, um, there's a, there was, I was playing for the coyotes at the time. It was like 97, 98. And myself, Keith Kachuk, Craig Janney, Bobby Corkum, the four of us had this, crazy idea that we're going to um go out and just rip it up on our canadian trip and we uh the night before the game we go into edmonton and we go out and we drink till three o'clock in the morning we come back and we are just you know we're, we're just not in good shape but um <laughs> we wake, wake up the next morning and we go to practice and we we had a we a, just a dynamite game we won like six two we all played great and we're like hey we are doing it every night. Play guilty. I was like, for yeah, you play guilty. And for like two months, for two months, we did it every game when we were on the road. And it was going well. It was going great. And it was, it was tiring. But we were winning. <laughs> we were playing. And we were playing great. And all of a sudden, we hit a skid. We started playing bad. 
<laughs> we tried to keep it up. And then Bobby Smith, Bobby Smith got a hold of us and brought us up and just absolutely reamed us a, 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 a new one. And, um, you know, Keith is like, don't, don't tell me how to prepare for games. Don't tell me what I can do before games. He goes, he goes I'm the captain of the team. You know, I'll decide what I'm going to do and how I'm going to prepare. You know, Keith Kachuk is the biggest, Keith Kachuk is one of the biggest legends that I've ever seen, that I've ever played with, that I've ever been a part of, that I've, you know, he's one of my favorite people, favorite people on the planet. And the way he took care of his trainers, the way he took care of his players, the way that he played, the way that he captained. Um, it was it was kind of funny watching his dynamic, and especially right in front of a DM when he's yelling at us that we're, that we're, being, that we're being a bunch of degenerates. And um, it was just good. It was good times, man. Really good memories. Nast, do you ever f- struggle buying tickets to Flyers games or concerts? Well, as a matter of fact, I have had a few struggles <laughs> have you? in my day. I was trying to get some Michael Bublé oh. Christmas time show tickets. And luckily, with game time, I was able to find a fast and easy way to get to tickets. And you can do that with sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever you want to do. They have killer last minute deals. You get the view of your seat. So they saved me for my Michael Bublé. Oh, man. Yes. Can't have a Christmas without Michael. No, the boobsy. No way. Everybody no loves way. boobs. Well, the Game Time app is easy to use. Anything from last minute tickets, views from all the seats in the venue, to the lowest prices guaranteed, even cancellation protection. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. All in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps, Nast. You can do it. I'll tell you what. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Whatever you really want, Riggs. Even Michael Bublé, oh, yeah. as I did. I'll tell you what. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code NASTY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code NASTY, NASTY, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. GameTime.co. Yeah, the um, I wanted to say this real quick that the big, big overtime goal you scored in Toronto for the Flyers, um, one of my favorite sellies ever. F- first of all, what a snipe! Oh yeah, I mean snizzity snipe. Yeah. But just the, I mean, dude, I came off my. I remember Adam Patterson was sitting with me because uh, his dad was a scout, as we know, uh, Dennis Patterson. But we were watching the game, and dude, we came off that couch. But I just love you running down the. What a what a goal and and uh, for My Philly. I mean, you put the you put the Jr. Jinx on Toronto up until yeah. what well, last year, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They, they, didn't, they, didn't, they, they didn't win around for nineteen years. Yep, nineteen years. They, didn't, they they did not. Yeah, did not win around. But that's my favorite goal of all time, D. It was my yep. favorite my favorite snipe for a lot of different reasons. Number one, because it was in Toronto. I love playing in Toronto. I've always loved being there. I love playing in front of those fans. I love playing just that old, the, you know, the original six. That that rivalry between the Flyers and Toronto that in the last couple of years was intense. It was against Eddie Belfour, you yeah. know, my one of my favorite goaltenders of all time. I think one of the top three goaltenders in history. And uh, I actually, I was with Eddie last week doing a signing. And he said something that was really cool um, to me because 
we're just talking about the goal with some of the some of the people that were at the signing and eddie's like yeah i know i was in goal for that shot <laughs> and uh and eddie said to me he goes he goes jared he says that's probably one of the, be the best shot that i've ever seen really and i, and I was like like i could have cried like, yeah. yeah like i could have cried you know i love eddie so much but to hear him say that and to know that that was my favorite goal of all time I mean, the whole dynamic of Darcy Tucker knocking, you know, Sammy Kapanen to oblivion and Sammy Kapanen having the, 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 the guts and the, yeah. and the desire to stand up and, you know, duck leg to the, towards the bench, yeah. Primo coming, Primo getting off the, off the bench to pull him into the bench. And I jump out. The, this building is as loud as I've ever heard a building. And then you could hear heard a pin drop yep. when that puck went in and, you know, to hear Eddie, you know, kind of, to talk about it from his perspective was really really cool and every time i go back to toronto every single time there's not a person that i don't talk about hockey that say you know what you're such an asshole that cold just killed us <laughs> it killed me and but with respect right yeah and, yeah of course you know, it's you're, memorable you're definitely yeah, a, a fan one. favorite that, yeah. that's for sure everywhere you go and it's the way you played the game and the, the person you are um I was going to bring up, you, you just kind of brought it up, but that uh, the clip of you dancing uh, when you're with the Kings, man, that's one of my favorite. Oh, I, I remember priceless. seeing that. I was like, dude, this is what the game needs. People that have, you know, can have fun with it. I, uh, I, I, I wish, I wish the old fuddy duddies of, that have been in part of the national hockey league for, it seems like a thousand years that never seemed to go away. Uh, I wish they had the same kind of mentality. I know mm -hmm. it's, but it was awesome. God, I love that. Yeah, that was well, you know, again. Again, it's having fun. I, you know, I we're we're in Vegas preseason. Yeah, for this at this game, and we're playing in a, in a in a barn that doesn't have hockey. So obviously, the the boards are kind of mishmash, and the glass comes out, and the the people don't know how to fix the glass, and people the people in the stands are getting you know kind of restless. It's twenty minutes, and they haven't been able to fix the glass. So, you know, the music is playing, BGs come on, I start dancing. <laughs> people start dancing in front of me, you know, I'm getting excited. So what do you do? You, you, you entertain people. That's yes. why people come to the rink is to be entertained. And the fact that some people were horrified and embarrassed as a team or as a, as a league or that you can dance in front of a bunch of people and entertain people and not not be serious like let's oh my gosh god forbid somebody does something that makes people laugh and makes people laugh <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 does what we're supposed to do and entertain i've never understood that mentality i've never understood like how is me dancing in the middle of the ice in front of 20,000 people that are very restless and bored right now that i can entertain them in a preseason game that doesn't yeah. mean jack shit <laughs> and you can get mad at me for that Th those those people who don't like that or don't accept the fact that we can entertain and make people laugh and make people feel good or or embarrass themselves like i did because it's not fun it's not of course i'm embarrassing myself by dancing i'm not the greatest dancer and i'm doing it in front of i mean that takes guts for people to to look down on that and say bad things about that i feel bad for them i feel bad for their life i feel bad for their mentality and i feel bad the way that they see life because 
I'm I'm never going to be one of those people. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna make people laugh. I'm gonna make people feel good. I'm gonna entertain people as much as I possibly can. And if you don't like it, that's too bad. Go live in your miserable little cave in you know or your 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 basement and shut all the blinds and shut all the windows. Turn off the phones. Turn off the television. And you know just go on to your miserable life because that's not me. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. You know, anybody that tries to dim someone's light is just like living a rough life. You know, I understand like hockey, you know, is like, you know, from the old school and there's certain, you know, unwritten rules. But to me, what you what you what you described there is, is probably what the game needs more of. You know, it's like, you know, the fun police, like who, who determines. Yeah, fun police. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, what people lose lose sight of. What people lose sight of, and especially the the upper management, um, both in, in teams and in the league, they they lose focus about what is really important. What's really yeah. important. Is, what's really important is winning, mm -hmm. because you have to, you win for them to make money. But you're, how do they make money? They make money by putting people in the seats. Mm -hmm. They make money by creating fans, by creating people that follow them, that buy their jerseys, that that go into the arena, they buy their tickets, and you know they 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 pay for for you know television for to watch the games. They make their money by us as players entertaining the fans who pay all of their hard-earned money. Okay. Right. They pay their hard-earned money to pay these ridiculous prices for tickets to go to games. Right. And they buy the jerseys and they buy the hot dogs and they buy the Cokes, they buy the beer and they sit in the seats and they cheer for you because they want to be entertained. And those are the people that you have to cater to. And and it's both entertainment by doing something fun, throwing pucks to kids, acknowledging people in the stands, you know, saying thank you that they're there. And then when the puck drops, knocking somebody in the head, scoring goals putting in a hard day's effort, entertaining them by your play. It's, it's a, it's a complete full circle. It's, 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 it all is connected with making sure that the fan is happy because that's how those teams make money. You create more excitement and you create more attention and you create more love by how you perform, by how you act, by how you feel about them. And I think there's a lot of people that lose, lose sight of that. That they really do. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I think yeah, so, too. I agree. You know, it's it's funny. I just I have it written down here, but another another great thing you did was on Halloween when you were playing here in Philly with, with oh, the whole that was classic. That was so classic. I mean, everybody in the building loved it. I, even yeah. Clarky, like Clarky, you know, he was just, you know, the old chuckle, yeah. you know, that he does. And, and, uh, that, that was another thing. Like, those, like you said, man, people want to see shit yeah, like that. They want to see a character. They want to see, and it wasn't like you were a guy. Hey, just listen, walking around. Hey, Dr. D, you know, the story behind that, right? When I was putting the, the Bobby Clark outfit together, said hey jr i have bobby's last pair of pants that he wore the cooperalls the actual pants that bobby wore back in the 70s i'm like no you don't he's like <laughs> yeah yeah i do so i got the wig we got the jersey made up brought those pants into the locker room that night yeah and i tried to put them on over my over my girdle because right? i wore i wore yeah. girdle pants and the, the pants didn't fit over the girdle. They were so small. So I had to take the girdle off. I had to take the shin pads off. And I could barely put Bobby Clark's actual Cooperall pants over my thighs and my ass. Wow. To, to, to get them on, to go on for warm-up. That's, that's the t- how, you know, the size that Bobby was when he right. played. You know, to do what he did at his size with, you know, yeah, with, no his, with his condition and all that stuff that he that he had to battle battle through um that was fun and yeah. I, was, I was so happy that bobby was smiling because that hey i was rolling the dice on that yeah, one. yeah <laughs> rolling the dice. Yes, you were. i'm rolling the dice on that one and, um you know he, I, he I, laughed I, he I, loved it i love clarky i love clarky i really do this is yeah. a very very awesome person it, it's yeah, like, it's like cool. you said too uh earlier like yeah, you're playing around right there. You know, you, everyone loved it, but when the puck drops, yeah, it, it's business. And I think that's a reason why you could get away with well, that's what it, you did for sure. Because you, everyone knew you showed up to play no matter what. Yeah. You could be playing pranks, you wouldn't doing whatever. And speaking of your dancing, uh, I remember a, a certain little uh, what do you call it? A spotlight after a win. The the disco ball. Sorry, the, yeah. like, the disco yeah. ball. <laughs> the disco ball. Had a little dance after wins and stuff like that. So, I did it before too. I did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it yeah. Before. That's right. So I used to do it five minutes before the meeting. You know, I would turn the lights off in the locker room, <laughs> and, and I had the disco ball, and I had like a laser beam that hit the disco ball. And I remember Todd Todd Fedorik would stand up with his with his hot with his stick and pretend he was playing the bass, right? And and I did a I did a dance to um, you know the Party Train the Gap yep. Band every before yep. every every. Um, and I, I it, it it just drove hits crazy and all that stuff. And I <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, what I remember. Are you doing? <laughs> I know. Why are you gonna do all that? Why are you gonna do that? I want to get serious. I'm like, I am being serious, you know. And um, oh, man. I remember, I remember, um, I remember, Mr. Schneider was walking. The owner of the team was walking through the, you know, down the hallway right when I started this dance and he walked by the, he walked by the door of the locker room it was all dark and he saw all the, you know, the, the <laughs> lasers dancing and he snuck in, he snuck in and around the door and sat on the, on one of the stalls 
and I finished the dance and there's Todd for Doric, you know, Fridgy, he's playing. The, and, and when the lights come on, there's Mr. Schneider and Fridge <laughs> and Fridge goes, Oh my God. And Fridge <laughs> is looking at Mr. Schneider. And then and Mr. Schneider goes, Hey, I hope you guys have, have this, this much energy on the, on the ice tonight. Right. Yeah. And you know, Todd, Todd for Doric, he's, you know, he's a fighter and he, he, he loves his job and he worries about his job. He's like, Oh my God! I'm gonna get sent down tomorrow. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm never gonna play again in the National Hockey League. Mr. Schneider's got me playing. <laughs> base, playing the airbase. Yeah, the airbase. You know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, Fridgy, he loves it. Just go out and have a good. Just go out and have a good game. Go have a couple fights and. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. Fridgy went out. He had two fights. We won the game like five one. I had a. I had a couple goals and and Frid, I think I come in afterwards. I'm like, see, Fridge, it's all good. Oh, I good. Said, he goes, he goes, do you think Mr. Snyder will be back tomorrow? Oh, man. That must have been a treat, you you and Fridgy together, man, because he's a goofball himself, man. Holy. Uh, he's, one of, he's a beauty. He you got to love, you gotta love the, the – he's – again, Fridgy's one of everybody's favorite people in the world yeah. because of what he brings to the table, his, his yep. jubilant, jubilant life and – you know, he said he had a tough road, man. He had a tough job, and he did it as good as anybody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's doing well now. He's doing Flyers radio and uh, having yep. some fun, being a yep. goofball. So because he's got personality. Exactly. Exactly. He's got personality. Yeah. Let's exactly. hello. Yeah. yeah. Shit, exactly. eh? yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, our, our friend and your, and your friend as well, uh, Craig Berube. Uh, you know, obviously recently let go with uh, St. Louis, but the, what's what's the story with uh, him finding revenge on you? Yeah, let's let's just say I think Mr. Armstrong in St. Louis is 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 an idiot. Well, he's not an idiot. I'm not gonna say an idiot because he's actually a very good man. But this was an idiot move. <laughs> this is an idiot move to to fire Craig Berube, um, the guy who brought a Stanley Cup to St. Louis for the first time, a guy who was one of those amazing um, personalities, uh, great coach. Is one game under 500 and you let him go? I mean, this, yeah. There's something. There's something else behind it. Chief. Mm -hmm. Chief is going to get another job very, very soon. No doubt. I mean, he's, he's not. Gonna, he's not going to be long. When he decides he wants a job, Chief is going to get a job anywhere in the league. That's the type of person he is, and how good of a hockey guy that he is. But I, you know, back in the in the Chicago days, um, I I took a run at uh, at Hextall one night, and it was a wrong move because Paul Holmgren sent uh, Chief out to get me and chased uh, <laughs> me around and. We had this big melee on the ice, and the referee had Chief all wrapped up, you know, both arms. And I did the unwritten rule, and I slugged him so hard with oh. the referee holding them. And and for like the next four years, he was just chasing me around, chasing me around. Every time I jump on the ice, he'd yell for somebody to get off so he can get on. He'd chase me to the bench, and I eluded him for four years. He wanted to beat the crap out of me for four years, <laughs> and uh, and then I'd sign in Philly, and then all of a sudden. I see one day, you know, the Phantom sign Craig Berube to player coach contract. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, and, you know, and, and, and you know, and you guys know, you know, the Phantoms were in the same building, practice facility, but just one, you know, one yeah. rank over. And Chief can go anywhere, so I'm taping my stick in the locker room. And one morning, and here comes here comes Craig into the locker room. And again, he's with the Phantoms, but he was part of the flyers and he walked in the <laughs> locker room i'm like hey chief what's going on hey jr how you doing today Bap! there's a little just a little just a little punch right to the mouth and i just remember just seeing a couple stars and my mouth was my mouth hurt and he's like i told you i'd get you back and i'm like <laughs> if that's if that's not 
vintage, vintage um, <laughs> Craig Berube. I don't know what yeah. it is. We actually, we actually went and played golf and drank beers together that same day. So. That day. Oh, no way. Awesome. Oh, awesome. So cool. Yeah. I love that's awesome. Cheese. Yeah, I love them. Um, so uh, quickly, your time with the Kings there, I was coming off the lockout year, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, were, were you disappointed that you got traded? Uh, to the Kings, or was it time? Or you know, if you know, everybody asked me if, if I can go back in time and, and make different decisions about my career, what what I would do. Um, I go back to 90, 96 with the Hawks and my relationship with Mr. Wirtz. I would have changed that mentality. The other thing I would have changed is in 2005, after the lockout, Bobby Clark called me and had a heart to heart with me. He's like, Listen, JR. You know, we have an opportunity to get Peter Forsberg here, but we can't have both of you on the team salary wise. And, you know, it would be we're would it be acceptable if I if we sent you to another team, if it'd be okay, you know, to lift your no trade. Um, and I'm sitting there saying, listen, uh, I'm a huge Peter Forsberg fan. He's one of the best players I ever played against. I'm like, listen, this team has the opportunity to get Peter Forsberg on it which is uh, was an amazing, I think, mentality for me. My family was living on the West Coast. I said, you know what, Clarky, if you send me to these teams, you know, in this area, I'll say I'll, I'll accept a trade uh, reluctantly, but you guys get to get Forsberg. You know, you're getting a better player um, than I was at that time, or at least that's what I thought. But um, so I accepted the trade and uh, I lifted my no trade clause. If I could go back now to 2005, I would tell Clarky, you know, sorry, Clarky, see you tomorrow. I'm not yep. getting traded. I'm not getting traded anywhere. No, I'm staying right here, I'm not lifting my no trade. I'm staying in Philly the rest of my career, and we're going to finish it at that. I, I, uh. That's what I would do. But it turned out the way it did, and, you know, I ended up finishing two amazing years in San Jose. Yeah. Uh, with two, with, with the one, again, one of the best teams I've ever been a part of. Uh, I got to be teammates with joe thornton who is bar none um the greatest human being athlete um that i've ever seen in my life um but you know shit happens you know and yeah i can't look back you can't look back and 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 be sad you got to look back and learn right i i read a um i read a great uh article a a while back about uh you talking about uh going to san jose and basically in a, in a, in a sense, you're saving your life. Uh, yeah, Wilson, did. Doug Wilson. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was really, really cool. Like uh, it, you told that story. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's one that I tell um, very carefully because a lot of people won't understand it and won't understand where I was in my head and in my career at that time. Uh, just came off of a, I thought was going to be a great year in Arizona. Um, Arizona really just signed me to sell tickets, not really to play me. I was in great shape in 2006, 2007, but I had a shit year with Gretz in, in Arizona. Not Gretz's fault, but still it was just, could not, and I was finished here four goals shy of 500. Yeah. And then, you know, it's July one comes free agency time. You know, your phone doesn't ring for a month and a half. You know, you go down a deep slide. I thought my career was over in 2007 in that summer. And, you know, you dive into a depression. And I did. I dove into a severe depression, you know, abusing booze and just, you know, not taking care of myself. And, you know, it was just it was really a dark, really dark dive at a 
end of a great career to have it finished like that four goals shy of 500 was, was really hard for me. And then Doug called out of nowhere, you know, and asked me to come into uh, San Jose to see him. Um, I said, sure. And I was actually had a drink in my hand when he called me and, uh, you know, it was, I said, I was probably 30 pounds overweight in, in August at that time. And, and so I went in and he picked me up, went to the golf course and we just started, uh, we started chatting and he said, well, he says, how would you like to come play for San Jose? And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it's, um, I would love to. He, he gave me three, three rules. Three rules. This is number one, you have to play for the minimum, which is 500,000, which I didn't care about. It wasn't about the money. He said, number two, no media. You can't do any media unless we ask you to do something, but you can't just talk to the media to talk to the media. Just be a good teammate. Be good to the young guy. Be a good role model. And the last one was no drinking the entire year. You can wow. no booze the entire year. And I actually had a beer in my hand in the golf course. The golf course. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I looked at him. I dumped the beer out right in front of him, and I shook his hand. And I said, deal. Nice. Wow. I didn't awesome. have I didn't I didn't have one drink that entire first year in San Jose. You know, scored my 500th goal, had a good year, scored like 17 goals and like four, 35, 40 points yeah. that year, and um, you know, then signed for 1.2 the next year and had another good year until I got hurt in December. So I blew my shoulder out, but um, you know, Doug Wilson and San Jose Sharks really saved they saved my life. There's no question about it. Um, wow, it's amazing, both, both professionally and personally, and. Um, you know that those are things that you can never repay. There's no question. So that's a huge part of my heart is San Jose. Yeah, that's amazing. Ryan well, does a lot of in the space of former athletes uh, being depressed, and and everyone thinks that oh, it's just all glamour, and they don't understand that you guys as as athletes are real people and have real struggles, and they don't mm -hmm. see it. And it's it's so nice to hear. When I read that, I remember thinking, wow, like obviously I didn't know that. Um, so maybe feel good, and Riley does not, a lot. Not many, in that people, field. not many people. Not many people do. Not many people do. And mm -hmm. um, you know, there's certain things that you want that, that you think about, right? So I've always dreamed about, um, you know, doing a Hall of Fame speech, and certain people that you that you recognize. And you know, I always wanted to tell that story in a situation like that. Right. Um, don't don't think I'll ever have that opportunity to, which is why I'm a little bit more. Um, open to talking about it these days. So, but it's, it's something that I think needs to, it's an important part of my life. And, you know, I want to make sure that people understand, you know, how important Doug Wilson was for me, how, how important the San Jose Sharks for me. And because that can, somebody, some, somebody, somebody else is going to have that same situation and somebody else is going to get saved the way that I did. Yeah, uh, I, I do have to add is that you got you got to you know take some ownership in it too, right? I mean, you get an opportunity to save yourself, but you you know you're the one that decided that you were going to take that opportunity and, and make some change, right? Because I think a lot of people get stuck in the in the victim mentality where you can have an opportunity presented to yourself, but unless you're willing to make change and like own it, you know, you're always going to be a victim, and uh, you know these opportunities might just go by the wayside. So you, you know, pro props to you, man. You know, like Coach, you well, you, you well poured the beer out. Coach, well said. You, you just helped a lot of people right there with what you just said. That's well said. It's awesome. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I just, I see that because I work with a lot of people dealing with similar 
versions of, uh, you know, their own issues in life. And <clears throat> I think once they get past the, you know, like I'm responsible for my reality and I can control it and I can change it, you know, based on my thinking and, um, and behaviors, you know, things change pretty quickly. So I got to recognize that in you, man, because it's, you know, each, yes, yeah. you had an opportunity, someone helped you save your life, but I mean, you, you ultimately did. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, good for you. So yeah. it's a tough one, mm -hmm. especially at that time of your career too, right? You could easily slip away and absolutely, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, definitely. Well said, well said, buddy. Jr. Uh, everybody knows you're a good golfer uh, and and love to golf. Um, I have to ask you, and I've heard the story, but you like you played golf with Michael Jordan, man. <laughs> Like yeah. that's, that's <laughs> like, I know, but dude, you know, I'm a basketball guy and, yeah. and just, I, I saw a story, obviously, uh, you don't have to get all into it, but like playing with him, I think it was during the playoffs. Was it not? He was in the uh, playoffs. No, it, was right, it, was, it, was, it was right before the playoffs. We had oh, okay. before the playoffs, Jordan, Jordan and, and the Bulls were playing one more game. They were playing game 82. That meant absolutely nothing. You know, Michael and I played 36. We, we crushed <laughs> it to beer together. And he, he scores like he scores 56 and they win by 24. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I beat him on the golf course, but he he beat me because he, 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 he predicted what they would win by. I said he was full of shit. Yeah, uh, that's right. I will say this. I will say this. Michael Jordan is the is the is without a doubt the most fierce competitor that I've ever seen in my mm -hmm. life as an athlete. Um, one of the most talented people. One of the most um, head headstrong, mentally strong people ever. Um, it helped he, being around him helped me a lot with how I thought the game and and I, I and I wasn't around him a lot. I'm not saying he was. We were like best buddies. We're, we weren't, but I was around him enough to see it you know, and, and understand it. Yeah. Now wow. I, I do have another question real quickly about golf that you played with Charles Barkley, who's a big hockey fan, obviously. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, but is it hard to play when he's got that, when he's swinging like Riles, you have a better <laughs> swing than Barks does. Than Charles. Yeah, you, really, you do. You know, Charles is just, first of all, um, I don't think there's a, there's a, there's a, a superstar, uh, in any sport that's that treats people and treats their fans the way that Charles does. Um, he's just an absolutely beauty of a person and a man and, you know, represents, you know, himself extremely, extremely well to the fans. And he, he lives his life the, the way I like to live my life is being honest and telling it all how it is. Yep. And his golf game was awful and was awful watching it. I tried to fix him. I tried to fix him all the time. And every time I tried to fix him, it got worse. So I, but he's actually gotten out of that hitch. He's, he's now out of that mentality. But for the longest time, I think he hit somebody at, at Lake Tahoe one year <laughs> and literally hurt them pretty bad. And so oh, no. now, so he has that, he has that mental block in his, in his head now that, if he hits a bad one, he can hurt somebody. That's how Charles thinks. That's how he thinks. Yeah. Like he thinks about other people, man. He thinks about that, that stuff. And you got to commend him for having a, a mental block because something bad, I think happened, but I'm glad he's out of it. I, he loves golf. He loves hockey. He's a beautiful man. He's a, he's a great friend. And, um, he actually, he actually tried to play one handed. He played lefty. He did everything he possibly could, but now he's playing pretty good. He's playing pretty good. Yeah. Golf. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I, I love Charles Barkley. I, I watched yeah. them, you know, on TNT and, uh, he, he's, he's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites. So, yeah. um, I could probably talk to you for about five hours. I know you don't have the time, but we, we appreciate you, man. Uh, Jr. for, for joining us. I know you're a busy man. Um, 
taking the time for us. We really do appreciate you, man. Well, and, and you guys just, are both beauties. You guys are both beauties. You know, Derek, you and I go back a long way and coach, yeah. obviously we battled um, back in the day and I respect your career and, and what you did. So it's always nice to catch up and, you know, just make sure you check me out on nofilter.net every Wednesday at seven snipes mm -hmm. and strikes with me and Timmy Peel. We'll, uh, we'll keep everybody entertained after you guys finish your show. So <laughs> you <laughs> right? got whiskey, it, man. Whiskey in the wild, whiskey in the wild.com. Check out the best chocolate whiskey you ever had in your life. It makes for a great gift. So those there are my, you two go. my two shameless plugs. Oh no. Awesome. We'll, we'll, well, we'll, thank you. It's too bad. You're not going to be joining us uh, for the Flyers alumni game versus uh, Boston end of January. Yeah. It'd been nice I, to see you out there. I was, uh, I was trying to make that happen, but unfortunately my schedule is too too crazy but I hear I'll, get you guys, I'll get you guys down the road a little bit absolutely all right brother thank you so much hey, brother big thank you to our friend jr styles oh yeah this guy's got it all man <laughs> he was the full package dude he was he's just well we talked about it but he was so good to everyone on the staff phantom even phantom guy like he always came down just you know kind of touched on that with him but uh aren't many people that don't like jr and what he does and um one of the things I loved about him, one, is obviously an awesome player. He was a reckless player yeah, for such a skilled guy. Um, <clears throat> I know we talked about that, but, um, man, he said what he wanted. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't hold back. and Appreciate that. You know, and I think the only, like we said, the only fan base maybe that doesn't like him but does is, is Toronto from that big goal in, in uh, 94. But uh, great guy, man. Yeah. Thank, thank him so much, and uh, glad – that uh, their podcast is doing well, him and mm -hmm. Timmy Peel. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, the game uh, certainly could use a little more personality. Sure could. Yeah, no appreciate one, that, you know, because he was one of the first guys that kind of really. No one turned their TVs off. That's right, you know, yeah. Or, or didn't read what he was saying watching him. So, yeah. great guy, great yeah, guy. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, yep. JR. It's that time to ask. Is it that time? Uh, again. I think it's time for clear questions. Oh, oh yeah. Look at oh, this little lineup here. Brought to you by clearum.com slash shop. Use code NASTY2023. You get 35% off NPA. Riggs, I've got it right here in NJ. Whew. And you see the rainbow. That is colorful. Of, it is, and it's delish. Delicioso. I can, I can see that you might have drank all the cucumber I, ones. I, I choked them down because you didn't think I'd do it. <laughs> I shouldn't even say choked them because it was actually good. I put a little mixer in there, oh. and it was pretty damn there good. Go. But now I got it. the rainbow going, and every one of those are my favorite, and I'm not kidding. That so is some probably smooth. safe to say they'll be gone by next week? Uh, by tomorrow, Friday. By tomorrow, Friday, yeah. Saturday. We'll need a new, uh, new, new stash. Yeah. <laughs> get, but, get the guys to send another batch here. Yeah. Don't don't mind us. I'm just shotgunning them. Nasty's got a slight problem. <laughs> With clears. <laughs> it goes way past clears. <laughs> it's way, uh, way deeper than that. Baller, what do you got? Starting us off over on Instagram, we got Kara Davenport. Kara wants to know, why does Carter Hart keep getting sick? He's stressing me out. What do you got now? You know what I was going to say? I'm not going to say it because it'll piss people off. It'll make some people happy, piss some people off. But I don't know why he's getting sick. Um, uh, uh Biosteel, lactose <laughs> Well, that was one of the issues where he thought he was lactose <laughs> I think that was resolved um, last year. Yeah, but we got that one resolved. But uh, all seriousness, um, he seemed to have found uh, the issue from what he said, and hopefully he's going to be feeling better soon. Um, can't really give you – I'm not a 
You didn't know this, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Select last night, but I'm not a doctor. Not. I'm not. Not today. You look like one. I can sometimes with my glasses. I put Elvie's got a doctor's coat that I can barely almost wear now because he's getting so damn big. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't know exactly why. Maybe they do now. Um, hope, maybe it'll come out it later. Out. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to give out any information. Yeah, that, so hope uh, he gets better been. and get back. Yep. It's back to where he needs to be. It's a good question, yeah, though. I think everyone wants no, to I'm know sure that. I'm sure everybody's curious. Philadelphia Flyagram over on Instagram would like to know, do you guys both have your championship rings from the Phantoms? Next season is the 20th anniversary of the 0405 win. Wow, 20 wow. years. How old do we feel right now? You're, I don't you're know if Riggs uh, <laughs> has his, but... Um, Oh, oh, that, that, I didn't know if you meant, oh, wait, I didn't know if you meant the 98 or the uh, Olympic uh, Silsey or, or that one. You got it all. You, I mean, where's yours? You don't rock I actually, yours? no, I, I have mine. Don't have pocket? with me. No, no, <laughs> don't have it with me, but I do have it. Yeah, no, I normally don't wear mine, but uh, I keep them down in the yeah, really we, displayed. Cause, uh, whenever you fire up a big uh, reunion. What do you think? Well, we just had the 25th for the 98 team, but I think we need a 20th. The 20th? Can you imagine that crew if we got Ooh. that crew together? Oh, my God. It'd be It'd just be as good as this summer's last yeah. summer with uh, the other Phantom group. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that'd be something. Yeah. yeah but, yes, I still, still have it. still got it. Still have it. Mm-hmm. We got one final one from Brandon McComsey over on Instagram. He wants to know, Nasty, during your time with the Flyers, can you rank your top five favorite jerseys? Ooh. Ooh that's a good question. Brandon, what? We met at uh, Xfinity, right, Baller? Yeah, Brandon. What's up, bro? Um, my f- top five favorites is well, the black one we're wearing now that we unveiled back in what seventeen in Pittsburgh, the stadium series. I think it was seventeen, right, Baller? Uh, that's my favorite Flyers jersey. Um, actually, didn't mind. I didn't really like the orange with the silver in them. Okay. In that logo. I I wasn't a fan of those. You wore that your first year. It might have been one of your first games you wore that one, 33. Uh, Let's see. I like the white ones that we wore your full first season when Reebok came in. Oh, yeah. They were tighter, but I really like the way they looked, actually. And I guess the next one would be that black as well that we wore Mm -hmm. um, that year. So that's one, two, three. I don't mind this year's. I really don't mind. Yeah, it. I agree. Um, yeah. I actually like the. Um, I like the orange. I, I know the you're orange, gonna like. Yeah. Be well, surprised, but it's not orange. Well, it's because it's it's it's, it's closer to the original yeah. uh, rustic. And I orange. think I think my fifth the fifth one I'll go with is the um, last year's white. That mm. I don't know if you want to call that a retro. Was that a retro? What did they call that a retro baller? Yeah, the white one. Yeah. Uh, I really like that jersey as well. That's like my top five. Yeah, that's nice. Couldn't remember all those jerseys, but you did. So. You got punched in the head a couple I times. I did, yeah. Don't have the memory you do. Well, <laughs> I think I'm losing a little bit every You think day. so? Yeah. Okay, when you deal with Donald on a <laughs> daily basis, old Duggaroo, um, who's in studio today, nice along too. with the other 50 people, um, mm-hmm. that's what I got to say about that. All right. Well, that's a wrap, Nast. That's it? 139 in the books. 139. We're 140, Debo, next week. Can you believe it? Crazy. Another one-word answer from Debo. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I love it. Wish you all happy holidays. Yes. Be sure to tune in next week after big Christmas day. Be sure questions. to subscribe, like, comment, clear questions. And until then, stay safe, knuckleheads. See ya. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.